by P4P Muscle Productions and Entertainment, the number one drug-free athlete sponsorship foundation in the world. Now, I want you to grab a friend, turn the volume up a bit, lean in, and listen to the show where all the athletes want to talk. Fit Talk with Melinda Corsino. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Fit Talk with Melinda. As always, this show is brought to you by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship in the world. If you're interested in learning more about their products, check them out at www.p4pmuscle.com, and you can use my code Melinda, M-E-L-I-N-D-A, for 15% off any of their products on the website. Tonight, we are going back to bodybuilding, which is always fun for me. We have Sophie Brown on. She is a WMBF pro figure fit body and bodybuilding. My show is actually titled incorrectly, so I should throw bodybuilding on there after. But I'm, I'm very excited to have her on tonight. I have known Sophie, not personally, but we have competed together in the past. We actually won our figure pro cards at the same show back in world 2014 2014 yeah so I met her there and I have followed her journey throughout I stopped competing a couple years ago but I've continued to follow Sophie and she has had a fantastic run in the WMBF and natural bodybuilding and I'm excited to have her on to just chat a little bit about her where she started and all of the above so I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Sophie and let her introduce herself well hey thanks for having me um, it's it's nice to be involved in the community in this way. Um, so I am currently um, a PE and health and wellness teacher at a private school in Braintree. It's actually where I went to school, um, which is you know interesting to work with the people that taught you. Um, but and what's cool is is that um, I was an, I was a, an athlete in high school and I did. Um, track and field and I held the school record for a while in pole vaulting um, so it's it's nice to be a health and wellness teacher in the school and then also have the bodybuilding um, be a part of that as well because um, you know it's nice to be able to be an athlete again and that's part of the reason yeah. why bodybuilding became so important to me because and sorry I'm not even introducing the rest of myself here but just getting that's into okay. this no, um, the reason I, you know, like I, so I held the school record, I set the school record my junior year in high school, my senior year, I got hurt and I wasn't able to, you know, reset the record. And then I went to college and collegiate, um, track and field was really not what I wanted it to be. Um, and I ended up just feeling kind of like a failure. I ended up quitting track twice. I started out at UMass Amherst and then I transferred to Wheaton College for a better experience and it ended up being for track specifically and then ended up being a worse experience. Um, so when I was able to find um, bodybuilding, I, you know, to, to be able to be a competitive athlete again and be like old, <laughs> you know, older, I wasn't expecting <laughs> Not to, be able to find something like that. Well, no, but you know, it's like once college yeah. is over, it's kind of like what kind of Sports, know. you know, if that's how you identified yourself, what else can you really do? Aside, I know that there's intramural, 
you know, or like old men's leagues and, you know, things like that. But I just, there wasn't that kind of thing for me. And I thought, you know, being a personal trainer was going to help fill that void. And it, it didn't, it didn't, not for me, you know, like for what I needed. So bodybuilding just happened to like fall into my lap, you know, when I kind of like needed it the most. Um, and it's interesting because until it, until I stumbled across it, I didn't really know that bodybuilding was a real thing. You know, when I think, when I used to think of bodybuilding, all you think of is Arnold Schwarzenegger, (laughs) you know what I mean? So (laughs) um, it's just, uh, it was interesting to find that it was like this real world. And at first it's kind of like a culture shock. Um, But once you're in it, you're in it. So um, I, I relate to you on that fact because I was also a college athlete uh, and I believe you must be was division one, correct? Yes. Yep. D one. Yeah. And I was D one softball and I wanted to quit so bad, but I didn't, I was just on a scholarship and I didn't want to lose the money, but I totally would have quit if I wasn't. And I was the same thing when I got out of college, I was like, okay, what do I do now? Like I need to compete right. in something. And then I went from like half marathons to Spartan races, which I still kind of do those to all these things in between and then I found bodybuilding. So it's funny like that we had a similar path in that in that nature. And I but. think that having the background of being an athlete definitely does help when you first start in bodybuilding in terms of like work ethic. Um, you know, like I always had a really good work ethic, but I didn't really know what working hard was until bodybuilding. <laughs> you know, it it taught me a whole new level of of you know, what really truly is working hard. Um, it's a difficult sport. I, yeah. It's, um, you know, mental, physical. I know when you're, when you're being in, you know, an athlete, generally you're focusing, you have to focus on nutrition, but you're focusing on like your performance with bodybuilding. Right. It's like in every single day, every single minute of the day thing. Yep. And it's, and it's I think such well, that was my second love in life, aside from athletics and, and art, which is an, another weird thing that I majored in studio art, but it's food. I've always loved food. It's like one of my, you know, it's my favorite thing. It's my best friend. And that is, I think, honestly, the hardest part about bodybuilding. And it's the most important part, too. Um, and I think for people who haven't done it before, I think that's probably like the biggest transition is um, food prep and, and just general knowledge about, you know, what certain things contain and how much of this you can have and what, you know, certain measurements look like and just being really precise. Um, yeah, it is. It is definitely. So you started bodybuilding in 2014. Yes, and I did. And you ended up winning your pro card in 2014. I did. And uh, I have to say, yeah. so what's kind of funny, yep, is that if you know anything about bodybuilding, which I know you do, it's kind of funny to laugh. I did an eight-week prep to my first show, which is laughable, because now that I have a, a, a real coach, I was my I was my own coach for my first two seasons. Um, so I did the research for everything for my diet, and so my my ex-boyfriend actually was the one who introduced me to the sport. So I knew someone who knew something about it, and I had been to a couple shows before I decided to do it. Um, but I basically did everything myself and I was so miserable in that eight weeks because the diet that I researched was very restrictive. And a little side note was I also at that point in time was a vegetarian. (laughs) 
So Ooh. I did my first two seasons as a vegetarian slash pescatarian, but nobody knows what that means. It means you eat fish, and I hate fish, so it was it was awful. Um, my major protein sources were egg whites and cold cod. It was disgusting. Uh, <laughs> so bad. Oh, um, my God. But it was so miserable that I, if I hadn't won, you know, so I won my very first show, which I wasn't, I wanted to do, but I wasn't expecting to, to do that. Um, if I hadn't won, I don't think I would have kept with it because I was so miserable. Like I said, food is my favorite thing. <laughs> and then to have to eat. Yeah. And all this like you know nasty cold fish and and egg whites and and be extremely restricted um was really hard um but i I won my first show and so I did three shows that season um the Grant State Open Monster Mash, and then worlds um, and I technically did win yeah. my pro card at worlds i mean at at Monster Mash. But then I competed amateur at Worlds just because I didn't want my first pro figure show to be Worlds with the dress and all that. And it was only a week later I didn't I didn't have a dress, um, and um, so yeah, it's completely I, un- okay. understandable. I think the the cold fish and asparagus thing is like the what people think that don't know anything about bodybuilding is yes. what, they, what they think we eat for like six meals a day. They must mm-hmm. just eat cold fish in asparagus. Of course, I actually do know someone else that just did, I think it was tilapia in, as, in asparagus for every Ugh. single meal of the day. And I'm like, I can't. I, I eat the same things every day. I still, to this day, right. still eat the same things every day, other than maybe a Friday night and a Saturday night if I go out. Yep. But other than that, I eat the same foods every day, but it's definitely not cold fish and asparagus for six meals a day. Yeah. Well, and yeah, for, the only reason the fish was cold was because when I would heat it up around people, they would flip people out. People would get mad. The smell. <laughs> yeah. I and know. People act like they've never smelled fish before. <laughs> Um, you can't so do that, that in yeah, an office. Was... I get yelled at to this day for my egg whites. They still get mad at me. <laughs> I I'm like, I'm having my egg whites. The top. I'm like, I've got egg whites. It smells like farts. Like, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. 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 I've been working in the same place for 10 years. I'm like, how long have you known me? It's egg whites every morning. Leave it alone. Relax. Fine. But, yeah. Good. So, moving on to 2015 for you. I know that we... That was my last year competing, and we had both competed in pro figure at that world's competition, of course, in different classes because you were so much taller than I am. Yes. <laughs> um, I, unfortunately, didn't place well in that show, totally deserved my placing, though. And I know it was kind of a tough show for you as well. But then yeah. all of a sudden after that show, you took off. Like, I remember seeing you at that world, and then, like, the next couple seasons I'm like oh my god she you look phenomenal like what, not that you didn't look good then but there's a noticeable difference with you on stage now than back in 2015 so what changed for you well I was really honest with myself and knowing that so my first two seasons like I said I was my own coach but I knew at the end of that last season so my second season didn't go well I was heartbroken I you know and I just needed I knew that the only way for me to get better would be to hire a coach, but from, I just couldn't find one that I felt like was going to mix with my personality. Well, and I stumbled across Ryan Sullivan, um, 
Team SUF um, my second season. I just saw him at shows, which was weird because my first season I thought I saw all the coaches, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. And that was the funny thing was that was the one thing I hadn't really done a whole lot of research on in this whole thing of me researching diets and posing and suits and all this stuff I had to do for myself. I didn't really do that with coaches, but I saw him at some shows and he was giving me dirty looks. Um, but really it was because he knew I was going to, you know, do well or that I was going to be competition for someone on his team. And after we got past the dirty look, um, I figured that he was going to be a good match for my personality type. You know, I'm, I'm obsessive and there's a little bit of OCD mixed in, which actually works really well for bodybuilding. But for me, that creates a lot of stress and anxiety. So to have somebody handle, especially my macros and the diet portion really, really, really helped me um, a lot. So I started working with him for my reverse diet from that 2015 season. Um, oh no, sorry. Yeah. 2015. Um, and at the same time, because he told me he liked to do 20 week preps, I was like, there's no way I'm eating cold cod for 20 weeks. (laughs) And I had already been in my mind throwing around the idea of not being a vegetarian anymore, even before he said that. So once he said that it threw me over the edge and I was like, fine, I'll be a part-time meat eater and I'll eat chicken and turkey. So I hired the coach who gave me the macros and he also controlled or like not controlled, but wrote my cardio. I still wrote all my training, my workouts. Um, And then I started eating meat. And I think those things just, and and I don't want to say they're two small things because they're two really major things, but they made a huge, huge, huge difference for me. And I think that was probably one of the best decisions I made was to be honest enough with myself to put my ego aside and say, I can't do all of this by myself. Like, I need someone else's help. Um, I'm surprised you went that far by yourself. It's fair. I hired a coach from the get-go. Uh, I was just – but I, you being a personal trainer, I, I was not. So I didn't even want to try to take it on by myself. But I don't even know if I wanted to know where to start with my macros if I didn't have a coach from the get-go. But I think it's impressive that you got yourself to the point where you were on your own. It's very stressful. I, I've never been to a show where I haven't had a coach literally doing everything for me every step of the way through the show because I'm a nervous wreck at shows. So Yeah, and that, that was the hardest part was, and I think that was another major difference was at the show, you know, those two seasons prior, like not knowing when you're going to go on stage and the whole hurry up and wait thing that's very typical of, of bodybuilding shows to have somebody and Ryan, like I had seen him the year before with like walkie talkies backstage. Like he had like a system down for figuring this stuff out. I was like, that, that is what I need. I need somebody with a walkie talkie to tell me like who's on stage. Um, and, and that did work out really well. And I did get lucky and I don't know, you know, I don't know why it was that I was able to go so far by myself. Um, and I am proud of that. Um, and I think it all goes comes back to when, when I tell people that I do bodybuilding or when friends see me out saying no to this food or that food that they can't say no to when I'm in prep, you know, people always say, and they probably say this to you too, oh, you just, you have so much willpower. Like, I just don't have that in me. Yeah. It's like, well, actually, yeah. I have zero willpower when I don't have a reason <laughs> to. So off season, I walk by the freezer and I have a spoon and I'm going into that thing of ice cream or there's like a bag of candy. You know, like, I don't have that. And I definitely didn't have it before bodybuilding. But as soon as prep started for even my very first show, like a switch just flipped in my head. 
And it was like, I'm not going to, you know, do this and then be on stage thinking, oh, well, I shouldn't have had that donut, you know, <laughs> it's just it not worth just, it to me. It's so true, though, when and then you realize if you don't have it before, if you're a new competitor and you don't feel that way before, the moment you step on stage, it clicks for you. And I don't know anyone that it hasn't happened for that you're like, shit, I should have taken that more seriously if you didn't mm-hmm. already. You're, you're like thinking about every little thing you did. And if you can look back and say, I have done everything I could to this point. Exactly. Then, then good for you. And then your placing is going to be your placing. I mean, it, it is what it is. But if you look back and you're like, oh, my God, you know, I might have placed this way. I might have done this if I didn't do that one or two things. It, and it's so true. It, it clicks when you get up there. Yeah, and it's just too hard. It's too hard to then be there at the end and have that feeling, in my opinion, anyways. And people who who say that who have never competed before, who are just an average person who are trying to lose five pounds, well, to me, like losing five pounds is not a good enough reason to not go into the freezer at night and eat the ice cream. You know, like that's the way my personality yeah. is. So it's not necessarily a matter of willpower. Yes, it is. I just don't have it all the time. Like people would like to think, it's not. It's not as easy as just having willpower you know like to, to me there has to be a serious reason i have to be half naked on a stage in front of a bunch of people <laughs> trying to win something win something in order oh to God. not go into the freezer and eat all the ice cream so but now you're in the off season so you can eat all the ice cream yes and that's a and that's a problem <laughs> yeah i actually find that as much as i you know, want to eat all that food. And I think every bodybuilder probably feels this way is that the reverse diet and then being in your off season, at least at first for the first two months sucks more than being on your diet because you can have all that stuff, but you're, you shouldn't because you're going to gain like 30 pounds in two seconds, (laughs) or at least that's what I'm worried about. Um, So it's just a, a hard battle. Yeah, and it's a serious problem, especially for people that don't stick with a coach or they they decide, you know, and money money's a factor in all this, too. It costs mm-hmm. money to have a coach. And yes. for some people, I get it, it's an expensive sport, so you stop working with a coach after your show is done and you decide, I'm just going to kind of, like, keep it in check, sort of, whatever, not a big deal. And you don't, and then you gain 30 pounds. It's not a joke, especially if you're, like, a smaller female to gain that amount of weight and then decide to prep again and then lose it is not healthy. You want to keep yourself in a manageable range of weight um, because then it's just a miserable prep to get back on the stage again, if that's something that you want to do. Yeah, I completely agree. So last year you won Fit Body, WMBS World Fit Body, which was amazing. And I did. Never in I my saw, wildest dreams did I expect to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. You looked amazing. And I remember looking at all the posts um, of you and your teammates. And how was that? Because you, you seem like your team itself that was there seemed to have like a special bond that I don't see as much posted about for other teams. So, like, how is that being there with the other two girls you can introduce to the other two girls that you are on the team with? And, you know, how you guys all won together which was amazing how was that for you well it's interesting because um so um leah hervey and heather drake so leah both of them were returning champions already 
And Leah and I had competed together through, we both had really long seasons in 2015 where I ended up at the end doing six shows. And I think she almost did the same amount of shows too, but she and I didn't really get close until monster mash. And the same thing with Heather. Um, I didn't really know Heather personally, you know, like I was more just like, I follow her on Instagram, you know, prior to working with Ryan, um, I follow her on Instagram and, you know, the season before I introduced myself at Monster Mash and just said hi. And that was about it. And, um, Leah lives in Worcester, which is where Monster Mash is. And before that show, we all, she was nice enough to let us all stay in her, um, in her house. So it wasn't until Monster Mash, which was, I think only two weeks before Worlds last year that we all got that close. And I had competed in figure up until Monster Mash. Um, and just this idea that we could possibly go to Worlds and each win a, you know, a world title. I don't know what it was about that, but somehow that brought us closer, which is kind of funny because in the end, I wish that I had been as close with them you know, as we ended up being like at the beginning of prep when I was going through this mm-hmm. like whole 20 weeks by myself, <laughs> not having anyone. Right. Um so, you know, you know, staying all together for Monster Mash for that weekend definitely brought us all together. Lee and I both on Saturday, Monster Mash was a two-day two show. Last year was the first time Nancy had that. Um, Lee and I competed in amateur events on Saturday. She won her figure pro card, and I won my bodybuilding pro card. And then mm-hmm. we came back for the pro show on Sunday, um, and she competed pro bikini, and I competed pro fit body. Um, yeah and Heather in pro figure. And that actually didn't end up very well for Heather, which was interesting. I think that was the first time she hadn't won a show. Um, and then, you know, we all went out to dinner afterwards and we all had like a, a good cry about it, you know, cause it was, it was hard. It was hard to watch that. Um, but just, there was something there where we just all were there for each other, supporting each other. You know, there's just something about getting ready next to somebody and putting on your makeup and curling your hair and having someone help you with something um, where we just all became like instant friends. Um, and then at Worlds, because it was in LA and we had to stay together again, it wasn't just where you you drove to the show that day. Um, right. We were together again, working out to get, you know, doing our last couple workouts together, food, you know, meal prepping together. And again, with the makeup, we also have some crazy stories that are like, you know, what happens in LA stays in LA. We had to spray tan uh-huh. each other. Um, Ryan sent an actual spray tanning machine to the, to the hotel and it looked like a crime scene, but somehow we cleaned it up, (laughs) but it was just like these little things that ended up like, you know, giving us this bond. And then all of a sudden there we were, which doing what felt like kind of impossible and we did it. All three of us won. Um, and I was kind of like the new kid on the block because these two had already won world titles, which is, you know, probably harder to come back and, you know, repeat that probably than being the new kid on the block. But it was like, it was just, it was an experience that I know I'll never get back again. And that I will always like hold forever as like this, you know, top, top, one of the top life experiences ever. Um, yeah, I still awesome. don't believe it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I remember seeing all the posts and of course they still follow the shows and bodybuilding. And I had a couple people I knew out there. So I was like following everything that was going on. And of course I follow pro bikini still, but of yeah, it was, it was awesome seeing you guys and, uh, and all the pictures and everything. And 
it, it for a second made me wish I was out there competing, but I'm like, I can't step on stage. I don't look like I used to anymore, but that was awesome. Um, and it's then, funny you say that though, because I'm kind of at yeah. a point where, and it's because I'm in my reverse diet that I just wish that I could just be normal again and not have to worry about what, you know, or have like a normal off season body and not feel like I look fat or, you know what I mean? Like you look great. You know what I mean? I would love to look like that and not have to worry about, you know, every little thing I'm putting into my mouth and all that. So I know, I know it's crazy when you're doing it and then when you're not doing it and then I haven't done it for a while. So I still think about doing it, but it's, it's Mm -hmm. like a mental, Oh my God. I'm like, maybe I want to get on stage again one day but I don't like figure, but I'm too muscular for bikini at this point. Everyone's like, no, you're not. I'm like, you know, no, I seriously am way too muscular for bikini at this point. It's just a, I mean, I want to say no, you're not because I prefer a more muscular bikini look and that's just my preference for it. <laughs> so I think you should do it, but <laughs> I am with, I am with you, but even so I am like, I'm, <laughs> I put on I went on stage, like, the best I ever looked, I was on stage at 106 for Pro Bikini. And then when I got on stage for figure, I was, like, 113. And now I'm a consistent, like, 120 to 123. Obviously, that's, like, a powerlifting body. I'm not, like, Mm -hmm. I have to watch my weight because I have to weigh in. So it's funny. It's still – I have a reason to keep myself You still have to worry about something. I have to get on the scale. I have to get on the scale. So I can't let myself – eat what I want because every couple mm-hmm. months I'm on the scale again. So I don't want to have to deal with cutting because I think cutting for bodybuilding is difficult because I want to be lifting in practice. Like I'm lifting and right. meat with the same body weight, but yeah. So yes, uh, like you were saying, there's a reason for me to continue to track what I'm exactly. doing. Of course I do yeah. it all myself now, but there's no, like no reason why I'm like, ah, fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> but moving Moving back to you and bodybuilding, uh, this this year, which we don't really need to dive into too crazy, but you competed again. You came in third place, and which is fantastic. At world, world, yeah. I did come in first place at Monster world. Mash. You, first yeah. place at Monster Mash, I saw that, and and third place at Worlds, and that's that's fantastic. I mean, Worlds is Worlds is Worlds, and placing yeah, top five heartbreaking. in any of those shows is. Is phenomenal. It's, well, you put a lot of pressure on yourself. You know, you come in first at Monster right. Mash. I had a similar situation where I placed first in Pro Bikini and then fourth in Pro Bikini a week later, and you're like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> that's so frustrating, yep. especially with, like, yep. your personality. I feel like I have a similar personality to you where you put a lot of pressure on yourself. But yeah. do you want to talk and there's about nothing wrong with or, Yeah. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with third place, but I don't train for third place. That's why I came off of the season before working with Ryan with, like, the fact is, like, I want to win. And I don't want to win just to win. I want to win because I deserve to win, you know? So if that was someone's opinion that I deserve third place, then that's okay. I don't agree with that. Um, but, again, I was there to win. That's what I wanted to do. Um, so because I didn't, you know, like, obviously, like, that that was heartbreaking. It was really hard. Um, and it still is really hard. And I did put a lot of pressure on myself. But this last, you know, season was actually really difficult from – the start because um, back last February, which is almost a year ago, I, um, and this wasn't even athletically related. I was walking out of my apartment um, and the stairs were broken. I fell down the stairs and I dislocated my shoulder um, and tore my labrum. So the first doctor said I needed surgery 
um, like right away. And I'm, I'm glad I didn't listen to him because he somehow was trying to convince me that I could do that, have the surgery, and then somehow still compete in this last season in 2017. Um, but the second opinion of a doctor was that I could do PT and, 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 and then still possibly compete and have the surgery done afterwards, which was the option that I chose. So training. So I was, you know, in a sling for two weeks and then I started PT, you know, very slowly where I wasn't even allowed to lift any weights. And then, you know, back into March and April, I was like curling two pound dumbbells. So, <laughs> you know, which is different than curling 25s and 30s, you know? So it right. was, it was really difficult. Um, and, and I worked, even harder than I ever thought I could work again. Like I thought I knew what hard work was, but I actually didn't. Um, so I, you know, trained all of the, I missed a bunch of the off season. And then for when I was training, I still just didn't know if I was going to make it to show day without my shoulder possibly, you know, redislocating or just not looking good enough. Um, but I can say that the way I looked at Monster Mash, I think I looked just as good as last year, if not better, um, at least fourth figure. Um, so I, I am I, proud of that part. It's frust- It's frustrating, but I had so I had a recent friend of mine give me like a pep talk after I competed at, at something recently that didn't go as well as I thought it was going to go. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a podcast that's online, but to break it down, he basically said, oh, you didn't do as well as you wanted to? Good. And I'm like, good? And he's <laughs> like, yeah, good. Good. I'm glad you didn't do as well as you wanted to because that means you have more room to grow and you're going to come back even harder next time. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I don't know. And I kind of try to think about that when I'm, you know, training and things now, I'm like, oh, it mm-hmm. didn't go that well. Okay, good, good. I'm glad it did yeah. because that means that I have another chance to work harder at it. And, you know, what are your plans going forward? Are you going to compete next year? Um, well, so I'm having the surgery for my shoulder in January, and that will probably put me off competing until at least 2019, 2020. So this would have been a rest, you know, like I should take this season off regardless of shoulder surgery or not. Cause I just did four seasons back to back to back. Um, yep. And you know, we all know if you really want to grow, you need to take off more than just the seven months of the off six, seven months of the off season. So um, I do plan to compete again after that um, for sure. Um, but it, it won't be for a couple of years, unfortunately. Um, so that, not that part will be hard. Thing. No, true. And I, like I said, like it, it would be, you know, like I would be taking a season off anyways, but you know, like it just as a bodybuilder, I'm just like, oh, okay. So for part of that, I'm going to be sitting around, you know, losing my muscle that I just worked really hard for and probably getting fat. <laughs> no, you're not going to get fat. That's fine. You know what you can do is you can come back with less muscle and compete in bikini. Then you can hold a pro card in all four categories, and it'll be in all four categories. So that's yeah. my new goal. That there could, we go. That could be your new goal. So if things, if you lose some muscle, it's fine. There's always other options for you. <laughs> Good point. Well, Good point. Thank you for coming on tonight. I, I remember talking to you at the beginning of the show, and I was like, I'm going to tell you this is going to go by, and we're going to wrap up the show, and you're going to be like, but we were on for like five minutes, <laughs> and I feel that's like exactly it what literally. <laughs> It feels like we were talking for like five minutes and it went by so quickly, but I appreciate you coming on 
telling us a little more about yourself, being honest and truthful and kind of getting everything out there. I love it. And hopefully, good luck with your surgery, first of all. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. I mean, I would love to do this again just because, like, you were right. It felt like five minutes. And I'm like, I didn't get to say any of the things I planned on saying. I told you. I know I usually plan my shows out, and I stopped doing that because we never stuck to the script ever. But that's the best. I like winging it. I think people listening in, it's better when it's not staged and you're just talking and I'm talking and we're just having a conversation like we're hanging out over coffee. I think it's way more fun that way. So thank you for coming on. Have an excellent holiday season. Thank you. You too. And, And I'm sure we will talk again soon. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. Bye.